You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hello and welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters Podcast. My name is Ian the Well-Informed, uh, Phil the Yubi, Emily the Observer, and Kathy the CSA are all with their mothers. And I have no guests, so I guess it's all me. So I have to guess stay really well-informed and help my fellow informants. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, PayWithCon last week because it's kind of on my mind and kind of has a special place in my heart. Um, does a lot of um, inclusionary topics and I, um, within the <laughs> that week I um, did a few panels and um, worked on um, dating and Barrett and um, what's it called? Um, I said Merit. Um, well, what else did I do? What did I do, Randy? Um, I don't remember. You don't remember. Um, you didn't go to any of the stuff I tried to do. I, um, I did not. You did not. I was at other panels. You were at other panels that ended up being just as fun or, um, just, um, more toward your niche. Um, um, could you tell us a little bit about, um, what you did there? with um uh PinguinCon this year. Sure. So uh started out uh well I guess should we first go back and say what PinguinCon is for listeners who are unfamiliar? I don't know if that's oh. a good uh that hey that is that is a good start. PinguinCon is like an all inclusive con. Like the first thing that I um on hey, the thing that brought me into this convention was the fact that the first year I went, the um uh the uh chair for PinguinCon is somebody with autism and as somebody who's uh spoken at panels about autism it really um grabbed onto me. Um a lot of what PinguinCon is is um they have these um, after dark parties. They have BDSM. They have um, a lot of computer engineering, um, um, computer programming like Linux and Ubuntu. And um, this year they brought in places like Merit and their cyber, um, their cyber range and 
Yeah, Merritt did uh, capture the flag event. Uh, did you did you participate in that? I participated in that um, uh, briefly. Scored a few points, and I very much yeah, I liked it very much. I need to practice a lot on being able to hack the planet. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's been a long time. I so thought. I'm I'm looking at the uh, categories for panels, and they are action and adventure, after dark. Anime, uh, lots of overlap with tech people and anime lovers. Cosplay, so there were quite a few costumes uh, this year. Uh, I think Ray from Star Wars was my favorite costume I saw. What was your favorite costume? Um, I I would have to say Ray again, but two years ago I actually had a Kylo Ren outfit. Um. Ray comes up to me and is like, you will never teach me. And I'm like, you just need a new teacher. <laughs> so um, uh, there's so also a DIY track, uh, a food track, a gaming track, um, a uh, life skills, life hacks track, literature, because uh, uh, a lot of this con is about uh, sci-fi, so there were authors present for sure. And they did a cool thing this year where they helped authors uh, sell their books at PenguinCon in the, the writer's block, they called it. And I saw that. That was um, at the Western and Southfield. It was – that writer's block was on the third floor. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, no, it was down on the first floor where their uh, convenience store used to be, the, the Weston's little boutique shop. Um, was down on the first floor at the end past check-in. Uh, they used to have like a little gift shop where you could buy snacks and, and, and things in there, but they, the Weston renovated recently and so that space was empty. So there were a bunch of shelves lined with uh, authors' books. Yeah. You, could, you could buy them right there. And I, um, I didn't go in there that much. I was much more interested in um, getting a lot of the <laughs> – a lot of my panels, I went. Uh, I hosted a few panels, one, f two within the life track, and one within the gaming. Uh, yeah, so you did your your dating panel. How did that go? That went excellent. <laughs> I ended up. Um, it was in a room nobody could find, and I found. Eh, it ended up being all guys. So I was like, "Do I?" want to talk about my dating history um yes and no i just wanted to have a good conversation and talk common interests and that's what we ended up doing in the end okay so more of a birds of feather type panel yeah it was more birds of a feather in the end just because of that then um that was on friday saturday i uh I did a panel called The Idiot's Guide to Microtransactions where we talked about uh, what would happen if games back in the retro days had microtransactions. Um, talked a little bit about how uh, Clash of Clans, its predecessor was a Facebook game called Kingdom Wars. And was very surprised that no one else but me knew about that. But never heard of it. Never heard of it? No. Nope. Never heard of Kingdom Wars? I have not. I'm really surprised. <laughs> but 
talked about how Nintendo is kind of a master at marketing with like Amiibos and Dragon Warrior as it relates to Nintendo Power and um, just being like masters of marketing and how far can you go with microtransactions with that? Sure. Um, yeah. Last panel I did that was by me was a one called um, homelessness. Where do we go from here? And we talked a little bit about, we talked a lot about why life and how people get to that ends and um, why it's um, it's less about oh this person deserves this life and more of they've lost their connections and it all works by layers. Um, like like one of my former jobs, I used to try and keep people within their property by assisting them with case management and legal services, and they uh, people were getting evicted because. They um they lost like their husband that was the breadwinner, <laughs> and so they would get evicted from their house and they'd have to move to somewhere where they uh, they had somewhere between four hundred to eight hundred dollars total within their income. So it's not they deserve this life it's more of they lost their connections and that's where they are um people really need uh, people on that level need to connect with others and it's more of a we problem than a i or me problem so um and one of the things that like with PinguinCon that I really love is that they try to be inclusive. They try to bring things like this that will help um, people within a minority, people that would otherwise not get help. If I try to do this at a Motor City Comic Con or a Yoma Con, there would be no chance of that because at the end of the day, they look at that ROI and I'm kind of very thankful for them to a level. I um um I almost like this is my fourth time going to this convention and when I first went to it um I was like I've spent a thousand dollars at Midwest Media Expo two weeks ago and I spent another 1500 at Yomacon in November. If I, I was like, if I go to this convention, I've really got to have a lot of self-control about spending money. And I, and there was so much content, so much free content, like, the Ten Commandments of Networking, the um, how to be a manager, how to set up a panel, um, that there was no need to spend money. And 
I love this con for that because they're all about the content, as Dave and Bob have said. They're um, they don't want you to spend a whole lot outside of um, the knitting. They don't want they don't and don't give a little bit of a gripe. They um, they don't sell a whole lot of posters, do they? They no. don't. They don't. Yeah. So. PenguinCon is pretty cheap con, uh, for $60 for the weekend. You get access to, what, several hundred hours worth of panels? Obviously, you can't attend them all, but, you know, mm. I'm looking at the schedule, and at 9 a.m., there were 17 different panels going on. 9 a.m. on, on Saturday. S- on Saturday, and um, one of them was mine. <laughs> yeah. And then um, also, in addition to that price, you get free food. The con suite has snacks and drinks, and uh, there's uh, liquid nitrogen ice cream. There's there was beer and cider for adults, all sorts of goodies. Yeah, and beer and cider not in the morning, but True. in afternoon and evening usually. And when they did closing ceremonies, they said that they only had bread and. Um, yogurt left so um logistics kind of does an amazing job in keeping people fed and there is like premium food in that middle hallway so they very they put a lot of logistics and um oh it's amazing what they do to plan and organize this event they they kind of (laughs) And then attendees yeah. organize some things too. There are the room parties Fridays and Saturday nights, which are pretty fun. Yeah, there was like the Doctor Who party, and there wasn't a whole lot of parties this year as compared to the last few. But yeah, I think there were five official registered parties. I know there were a few more unofficial parties, but those were the ones in the in the poll for best party categories. And I think that um, um, spoiler alert, I was. Um, at one point trying to do two party rooms but my um my plan fell to the wayside i mean you were trying to attend two different parties or plan parties plan parties oh geez you were trying to plan two (laughs) i was trying to plan two but the people that i was networking with um kind of went to the wayside my group that i that said that they may be able to come weren't able to come so i was like should i buy um two extra rooms i'm like no (laughs) so and i talked to him about that but then um one group that i had been trying to um bring in was uh burlesque dancers so they ended up being there and i really didn't need to so (laughs) I'm kind of happy for that, um, that I didn't spend, I probably would have spent a good two to $3,000 with just those rooms, and I would have needed maybe like eight to 10 people to supervise. So it's a, a and with everything I was doing, it wouldn't have worked out, but. Sure. I, um. At one point last weekend, I had um, 
brought in my fellow workers from GM to do some volunteering, and that went fairly well. This is uh, um, this is the second time I've done that. Um, first time I got um, one to three people. This time I got three to five. But this time um, um, GM brought uh, BattleBots to it. You, Randy, did you see those um, BattleBots in like I think it was Eloquent A? I did not. Um, did not get in there. Uh, that was. Um, um, my humble opinion, it, that was pretty awesome. Um, the four, um, had like 50, could hold 50 in the seats and they ended up, um, having 70 people there, me being one of them. Um, happy for that. Um, there was Michigan cyber range and then, um, Dave decided because of um you weren't there when I did this Randy but when we were um when Dave and Bob were doing worst meatball sandwich ever you went off to the side to get them drinks yeah. and then I gave them um uh sweet and salty granola bars so now just like um What's his face? Brian Hudson. My new nickname is Salty Nut. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, Brian's nickname is Bagel because he joined them for a panel and pulled out a bagel from his pocket. <laughs> yes, which was completely odd. But the joke was that the comments they were going to be talking about were very salty. So that was the context of the joke. But so, yeah. Uh so from now on, I'll be Ian the well-informed and Ian the salty nut. But sounds about do? right. Sounds about right. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I spent uh, my Friday night and Saturday night as the uh, one of the door people for the '80s party. Uh, we handed out 955 wristbands over the course of two nights. Um, you had about. 500 the first day though. Uh, it was more the second day. Friday Friday was about 460 and then uh, Friday was – or four, four, a little over 400 and then uh, Saturday was 500 plus. Yeah. Um, and we went through two, two kegs, uh, two half barrels of beer. We went through I think 37 handles of vodka, so much Hawaiian punch. Uh, playing 80s music for nine from nine until two. So what is that? Uh, five hours. Yeah. All ten sorts of ten straight hours. Bob getting up every 25 minutes <laughs> because it was too hot. And then oh, it was so hot Friday. Uh, <laughs> so Saturday we brought in three box fans to help try and circulate some air, and that helped a little bit. But it was it was too warm in there for me and that's why I enjoyed just standing outside of the door. I could hear all the music and grab drinks if I wanted to, but you know, didn't have to be inside the the room where it was hot and smelly and sweaty and crowded. Oh. Uh-huh. But that's just gym talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, um yeah, I unlike Randy, I kind of like that scene. I very much um um, I don't know the 
Um, but I do love to dance. I love, eh, I like, I like the breakdowns and, um, I've developed type of a style that, um, with, uh, video game music, like not video game music, but like video game moves. Like if you, for most people who've played like Super Mario, he tries to jump and then make a higher jump and then do the, uh, somersault. I, do a variation of that. So I try to do dance moves based on video games. So I like, eh, I like that scene. I like, um, dancing, but, um, but yeah, it was far too hot. I needed to leave the room once every hour, especially because my costume was Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and also uh, Father Guido Sarducci from um, SNL. Mm-hmm. I know that's a huge callback and um, reason I wore him, I wore his kind of outfit was kind of a parody on the last year. Um I went and put the costume on last year, um, expecting to look like Undertaker, albeit um, I had glasses. And then people would go up to me and be like, Ian, you look like Father Guido Sarducci. And I'm like, who's that? (laughs) So I watched his skits, and now I kind of like the voice act his voice to a level and it's kind of those um i forget who it is you might know randy um it's that one time this one lady was trying to dress up as um um some famous person but she looked too much like dr girlfriend (laughs) i forget who that i don't remember I don't remember either, but she was like, who's Dr. Girlfriend? But yeah, shit like that happens, but but no. Um, so what panels did you attend at PangaCon besides the ones that you hosted? I um, Obviously, you said you went to the Cyber Range, got a few points there. What were some other panels you, you attended? I went to the Cyber Range. I went to um, Toden's panel about why are YouTubers so mad? And um, the um, Ten Commandments of Networking with People. And he said, just um, not Ten Commandments of Networking, Ten Commandments of Paneling. And Dave was like, the way to do panels is to ask people what they like, and then everyone left. <laughs> but then I decided to stay there and um, have Toten tell me that I was three people. So I then sat two chairs to the right of me and took a nap. <laughs> so yeah, I went to that. Um, I know there's one more panel I went to. Um, um, it was a... 
it was a panel run by Nuri. He was talking about um, uh, people in the tech space, hiring people within the tech space, <laughs> and how to effectively um, um, what's it called? Um, help yourself to um, uh, nail an interview or even um, um, know who your audience is. And that's always been the, he said that's always been the people who show the most enthusiasm and will have the right answer. (laughs) So I like that panel and I, Later on, I do want to do a panel with him about um, that topic, but more um, on the topic of inclusion or people with, like, invisible disabilities or disabilities in general. So, so yeah. um, So, uh, let's see. yeah. Um, so, Randy, um, um, what really got you into this? Um, what got you into wanting to go to this convention? Uh, this was my third year. Uh, I went for the first time after hearing about it uh, on the IT and the D show. Uh, it sounded like my kind of thing. I'm a science fiction fan. I'm a uh, open source software fan. Um, so I decided to go check it out. Uh, I enjoyed it, so I kept coming back. Same here. I um, I definitely got to attend more panels this year. Uh, last year I was doing Saturday shopping for Saturday night party, but this year uh, Dave used shipped, so I got to attend Saturday panels. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, and I got to attend Saturday panels too because I did too. <laughs> but yeah, I um, and not speaking of um. I like these type of uh, conventions. I like conventions in general, and PingCon is kind of like one of my favorite ones. But to get just a tad off subject, um, uh, this one time I had helped to get Dave into uh, Midwest Media Expo. And, Randy, this is a little bit before your time. I um, My time I, with – Podcast Detroit, not my time age wise. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is, yeah, this is. We're before, about the same age. <laughs> yes. Yes, Randy. We're about the same age. This was before you got introduced to the IT and the D show, where you've become the I do the Twitters. And I should be like, <sighs> mine should be a parody of yours saying, I do the MST3K Twitters or something like that. But no, um, one time I had gone with the right people with Midwest Media Expo to get the IT and the D show onto um, their platform. And after a set panel, after their set panel, like on Friday, I believe, Dave comes up. Um, Dave takes all the guests from that panel and takes them to the bar. And that bar was in the Renaissance Center, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave sits down, talks a little bit, and then 
he kind of stops. I then proceed to start talking and within my niche about geek culture and nerd culture, video games and the like, and five minutes passes by and I'm like, Dave's not talking. I'm a little bit worried, but I'm just going to power forward. Another five minutes passes by and again, Dave's not talking. And I'm like, I'll just keep powering forward. 15 minutes passes by and I'm like, Dave is probably the one person that out of all my contacts um, will not stop talking. So I go up to Dave and I'm like, hey, Skippy, why aren't you talking? And he's like, I don't know what to say. I don't want to offend people. And I'm like, how? This is this is your niche. This is a like um, – um, MCNs, multi-channel network type stuff. This is your gig. You should be talking. And everyone is like, we won't be offended. <laughs> but I kind of, um, I kind of like what, um, I think that in that we kind of connected in that, right? Because some things he's so adamant about but then there are some things he isn't comfortable with, but kind of bonded there. But um, but then I go to this and I'm like, <laughs> Bob writes his whole spiel about Penguin Con that this is not his con and Dave being like, this is life-changing. I haven't seen this in, uh, in a very long time. And I'd say the same I'd say the same thing Dave would say because I, in my past, back when I was going for a master's, I spoke up within panels and it'd been a really long time since I've been to something like this. And I um, very much appreciate um, that this um, convention exists. I just wish I had known about it sooner because yeah, this was what the seventeenth year, sixteenth year. Started in two thousand one. Started in two thousand one. This is like the sixteenth, seventeenth year. Yeah. I wish I had known about this back in two thousand five. I'm sure. serious. Um, <laughs> so what other what are some other conventions you go to? I go. To, I don't go to Motor City Comic Con. If I go there. I will expect to spend five hundred dollars, and I will go there and spend five grand. I think I'll be checking I, it out <laughs> Friday. Um, Saturday, I'm here at the studio, and then there's a DCFC game, um, which is sad because one of the guests I would have liked to see, Stephen Amell from Arrow, is only there Saturday and Sunday, but I can't make it either yeah. of those days. Um, about going there, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> no, I've been there the last several years. I, I am well aware of what to expect. <laughs> Oh, because I will just spend a grand on, I forget his name, Rob Paulson, um, just because he does the voice of uh, Yakko. Yeah. And yeah, that was fun I, interviewing him on IT and the D this week. I will, I will spend a grand just on him. <laughs> but yes, because he is my childhood. <laughs> but, 
Yeah. Um, what else is coming up this year? Um, Speaking of me, Midwest Media Expo, that's uh, – uh, That – I'm not going to that. Um, not because I don't like it, not because of the entertainment, but um, – my brother's birthday is on that day. Okay. So. Yeah, it's uh, middle of July, right? <laughs> July, fi- uh, July 14th and 15th. And it's in uh, Toledo this year? It's in Toledo. It's in BF, Ohio. But no. Uh, um, and I'm just um, – uh, BF stands for best friend. Sure. But, sure. <laughs> um, uh, no, I do like Toledo. I like Ohio, but um, yeah, no, I um, I have somebody I've got to entertain. <laughs> but and then uh, what else do you go to? Um, do, you, do you go to Yomacon? I go to Yomacon. I've gone every year since two thousand nine. I I've never been. You've never been. Never been to Yomacon. Never been to the Yomacon. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I might have to personally invite you and give you a tour and just um, just show you the ropes because <laughs> there is so much. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, Yomakan is uh, anime, manga, Japanese culture. It's like Comic-Con but with a Japan focus, right? Um, yes and no. It's esports. It's retro video games. They, um, they really do their homework in um, having their retro video games. Like um, last year, they had an NES. They had the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, the Atari Fifty Two Hundred. They had games like Duck Hunt, Cave Games, um, just. Um, Lots and lots of um, of the arcade machines that have like um, Simpsons arcade game, um, TMNT um, to the arcade game, um, the very rare um, X Men six player um, video game where you, um, the arcade machine that can play up to six players at once. They really do their homework in the video game space. Um, but last year was their first year that they didn't have a whole lot of um, like parody stuff. Um, first year that they, um, within my time, didn't have Team Four Star Dragon Ball Z Abridged. That is kind of. Eh, is a parody of Dragon Ball Z. Um, they do a lot of um, cursing and a lot of um, why um, they um, do a lot of like pairing the original show, like making fun of it, or even saying this is what's wrong with Dragon Ball Z. They point those things out like death um, within Dragon Ball Z for people who don't know what that is, is there's these Dragon Balls that you can make a wish on anything. So basically um, death has no consequence and nobody dies. They just keep bringing 
back to life based on what the wish is. So <laughs> they parody on that and also um, the unique characters like Frieza having a mental list of um, people having a catchphrase like, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to punch you in the schlong, but, um, yeah, so that's what I have planned for this year. Um, yeah, within conventions, I'm, I'd have more time if I had another, if I moved out of the place I am right now, but that's not going to happen because of, uh, Mother's Day, Right. Right. Um, so, Randy, is um, that a wrap? Yeah, I think so. You think so? All right. Thank you. Um, my name is Ian the Well Informed. You can find me on Twitter at um, at Informed, Informed with an A, or even SoundCloud. Apple iTunes, Apple, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. And as always, um, and I really want a new title, a new catchphrase, um, don't forget to be awesome and DFTBA. Thank you.